everyone, and welcome to Thursday Live Lessons here on ukuleleunderground.com. My name is Aldrin Guerrero, joined live with the studio audience. Hey, yes. how about everyone? <laughs> so we have a special guest today. We have Kalei Gamiao. Better round of applause. Kalei Gamiao. <laughs> and as me. per usual, the other two musketeers, my, um, my team, my awesome two compadres, Mr. Kahai the Legend Ferguson is also here. Say what's up, Kahai. What's up? Yeah. And also Mr. Aaron the Voice Nakamura. Say what's up, Aaron. What's up? Hey. So how this works is that uh, we get emails, we get questions from all over the place. Uh, maybe via you know via computer, via pss, pss, via telephone, coconut wireless, coconut wireless, whatever. Instagram. However, we get the questions. We uh, we try to answer them as best as we can. I try to answer it, and then these three guys are gonna come up with their own uh, answers as well. Put in their two cents, and we'll come up with a super answer uh, just for just for you, just for you. Now, we have a live studio audience, so we're going to be taking questions from our audience as well. So um, go ahead, uh, raise your hand if you have a question. Oh, good. Come to the mic. Oh, yeah. raise your hand and go to the mic if you have a question. <laughs> I just want to say what's up to all our live, uh, live viewers right now. We are streaming live on ukulelunderground.com. And if you guys want to, uh, if, or if you guys are listening to this via podcast, what's up to all you podcast listeners as well? So let's get started. Here we go. First question. Raise your hand and go up to the uh, to the microphone. Any question? It could be anything related to ukulele, not related to the ukulele. We can talk about whatever you guys want. Yeah, go ahead. There we go. State your name, where you're from, and uh, what your question is. Uh, this is Dan uh, from San Francisco. Uh, we were uh, able to meet your beautiful little daughter, uh, two years old. Uh, mm-hmm. Are you going to teach her ukulele, and when do you plan to start doing that? Ooh, am I gonna teach her ukulele? I, I I am. I mean, she already has like um, she already has her own kanile ukulele. I know that sounds like it's she's like super spoiled or whatever, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> like she, <laughs> she she has hers. I mean, I can spare one, I guess. You know, like that that I have. But she's uh, she's been super into the ukulele. Um, and and I I think it's because even when uh, when my wife was pregnant, we just can't. I, constantly play around the house and stuff so maybe and and you know and i hear that people say that the the kid can hear you even if it's, if it's in the stomach so they hear everything that's kind of going on around and i kind of took that to heart i'm like a lot of people do classical music and whatever and but but for me i'm like this kid's gonna hear my off-tune voice her entire life what well, might as well start now you know so <laughs> i um i've been playing music for you know for my wife and just kind of around the house so that the kid kind of gets used to it and um, now she's, you know, now she's a lot older. She, she feels. I feel like she's telling me she's the authority on ukulele music now because I started to pick up my ukulele. I start playing something, and she just goes and grabs. She's like, uh, 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 and I'm like, you don't want me to play? And then she puts it up to her body and she plays. It's like, oh, so you're gonna show me how then? <laughs> All right, so you're the Aldrin Guerrero of Aldrin Guerrero's house, <laughs> where you're showing me how to play this instrument, but um. It's my house, Dad, <laughs> not your house. Exactly, but it's it's uh, it's really cool. We we gave her a nice little keyboard that she can just kind of bang on and stuff. Um, she has uh, maracas, um, courtesy of ukuleni. You know, she has ukuleni. Well, it's actually maracasitas. There's like tiny little maracas. She she likes to use those. So her rhythm is on. If I give her kind of this, like you know. She can kind of do the maracas close, pretty close to to the rhythm that I'm doing. So she's well on her way to being better than me by maybe four years old. <laughs> but yeah, she she loves it. She loves it. She loves it. You have anything to add? How about your two year old at home? Oh, my, my two year old. Oh. I got no kids yet. Yeah. <laughs> how how old were you when you started playing ukulele? I started when I was thirteen years old. I love this story. Tell them why why you started playing the ukulele. A lot of people don't know that I actually was really involved with baseball mm-hmm. from the age of four. And I played baseball all the way till I injured my arm when I was 13 years old. Had to take a, a year off because apparently one side of my joint was growing faster than the other, which kind of made my arm crooked. I couldn't extend it and it was very painful. Went through like MRIs to make sure there was nothing wrong with me, you know. And so took off uh, for a year and then my parents asked me, hey, you want to try something you know, new, something different, another hobby. And I was like, 
they were like, nope, no video games. But, you know, you, you want to try something new and fun. You know? <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I'll try the ukulele. We saw a, a, an ad um, for some ukulele lessons. And that's kind of how I got started. Played like C major for like three like three, three to six weeks straight without learning any other chord. Nice. So that's kind of where it started. Yeah. So it's just like, ah, well, I can't do baseball anymore. Yeah, for a year. And then after that, then they're like, oh, yeah, how's your arm? I was like, oh, yeah, it feels great. Do you want to go back to baseball? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so like after after like nine years of playing baseball, it's just like totally just like, no, no, this is, this is my, new, my new thing. If, if I go and play baseball for a little bit, for you said four to 13? Yeah. So if I play baseball for what's that, nine years? I can play just as good as you. If <laughs> not <laughs> 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 better. <laughs> okay, so just, just nine years. That's, that's, that's a secret. It's baseball. Bad. Just go injure yourself at a sport and then you can play ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> ukulele on the ground is not condoned. Or, uh, or <laughs> no, ours were, were, were harmed in the filming of this podcast. Everybody's going to come out of the retreat with two with arms two broken. broken. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we're kidding. We're joking, right? I hope you're joking. <laughs> oh, what was oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So um, we got the origins of Kalega uh, Miao a little bit there. It's a little added bonus. Is there any other questions that anything? Ask us anything. Raise your hand and go up to the uh, to the microphone. If not, we're just gonna just start talking stories. <laughs> any questions? You guys are here live. We just got another guest. Oh wow! <laughs> really? Surprise guest. We have a surprise Ooh. guest in the house. Really? <laughs> Who is this surprise guest? Okay, he's he's coming. He's coming up. He's coming up. We do have a surprise guest coming up. But um, so Kalei, um, for those people who don't know you, right? Um, name list some of your accolades. So to just kind of let give people an idea of who you really are. List your accolades. What, what have you done? How many Naohoku Hano Hano awards? You know you've shared with people. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, I kind of like everyone else here at this retreat. We all, I have um, UAS. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but, what um, is UAS? UAS, ukulele acquisition syndrome. It's mm. to the point where you're just so addicted to the instrument, can't get enough of it. You need one in the car, you need one in the closet, you need one in your pillowcase, you need one everywhere. So therefore, you end up with like 15 of them. Yeah. You know, eventually, you know, like most of us end up doing. But um, you know, it. <laughs> I don't know. It just magically appears. You know, you're just Tell like, my I'm gonna that. stop. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't have any. I'm not married, so like, I guess it's okay for me to keep yeah. buying and collecting, and yeah. you know, trading them in. And there, there you go. Yeah, show and tell. But <laughs> each retreat would be a different yuke. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what? Um, I know you've been all around the world and stuff. So, uh, name some of the places that uh, that you've been to. So over the years, like with the just like the growth and pe- popularity of the ukulele. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys see it all the time. It's like there's a lot of um, opportunities for ukulele players to go out and perform and tour. So I was just really lucky that you know there's a lot of, of like I said, opportunities. So I've been fortunate to travel to places around Asia, such as like Japan, Thailand, China, Hong Kong, Singapore, Malaysia, Korea, um, even other places like Australia, New Zealand, there's Europe, and you know, Europe's getting yeah. quite big now. So I've been to Italy, and you know, it's it's so it's so much fun to see like how much people love to play this mm-hmm. instrument that we love to share with the rest of the world. And it's nice to see how different you know, like yeah. everyone approaches the ukulele. Like uh, people in Hawaii, we have our own way of kind of approaching the instrument. People in the mainland have a uh, different way of approaching the instrument. Um, people in uh, you know in Europe have got that kind of George Formby yeah. thing going on. Yeah. People in Asia have kind of that. Asian thing going on. <laughs> no, Asia, they're serious. There's, yeah. yeah, no, they they're are serious, like, serious in Asia. I need to learn like, like the right way. Like China has yeah. their own curriculum. It's yeah. kind of oh, ridiculous. That's insane. I yeah. would fail, I think. Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> when do I get to chunk? They're like, no chunking. No, 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 no. no. You don't chunk until you learn how to just strum one chord you know, first. You, you know? to learn to grab the fly from my hand yeah. <laughs> with <the> chopsticks. <laughs> yeah. You have to change your strings with chopsticks. <laughs> Oh, snap. How do you tie that? So I'm like, wow, then I'll be as good as... So I need to break my arms. (laughs) And I need to learn how to change my string with chopsticks. And I'll be as good as... (laughs) Abe (laughs) Ligermas. 
All right. Uh, we have a special guest in the house who just arrived. Say hello to Magic Mike. Back there. Well, you know, come over real quick and say hi. This we're doing Thursday live lesson right now, so this is the podcast. If you just want to say hi, there are people who already kind of know you. So mm-hmm. broke his wrist. <laughs> he broke his, <laughs> broke his wrist. So he's halfway there. <laughs> becoming yeah. Kalei got me out. Do we have chopsticks here? Like, no, I was looking oh. for them. <laughs> we we need to charge higher prices, <laughs> like for the retreat, if we're gonna have uh, Mike show how to change strings with uh, with chopsticks, because I would go to that class too. <laughs> but um, anybody else want to ask any questions? I'm just gonna start grilling Kale about stuff. We have a question <laughs> in the chat. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Uh, so Renee asks a uh, question about warm ups. What yeah. kind of vocal warm ups do you do? What kind oh, of vocal warm-ups do you do, Kalei? What kind of vocal warm-ups do you do, Kalei? So what you do is you take a, uh, a cup of Pepsi, and then you gargle it with some baking soda. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's... <laughs> I thought you take the, the Pepsi and the Mentos, and you yeah. try and hold it in your mouth. <laughs> and skin. What I usually do, actually, is um, I, I get some nice hot water for tea. And then I, you know, I steep the tea exactly, exactly two minutes with exactly half a squeeze of lemon. And then when I get on stage, I say, Aaron, can you sing the next song? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I do. That's how I warm up to get Aaron the voice to sing all the songs for me. It's like, la, 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 la. Okay, Aaron, can you sing? (laughs) Mm, I'm all warmed up. Okay, go ahead, Aaron. (laughs) Get the voice and the face. Uh, well, actually, um, it's it's tough because I don't want to give the wrong advice because I don't warm up. But for me, um, you know, whenever I do shows, whenever I do festivals and stuff, I'm constantly talking with people, and I feel like because I'm moving my mouth, because I'm like uh, working my throat, working my voice, just talking with uh, you know with that noise <laughs> just talking with people um i feel like it already kind of warms up my voice in the process so i don't want to be talking all day to to people and then like kind of doing oh i'm just gonna be stretching out that voice even more yeah. so i'm gonna you know it i run into the the odds or the chances of of me kind of uh getting a sore throat or uh, potentially ruining it at, at, at the end so you don't want to overuse it mm-hmm. so i feel like me just kind of talking, doing the lessons is enough of a warm-up. And if I really need to um, do warm-ups, I'll just tell Aaron, like, oh, let's just sing a couple songs in, in, uh, on, in the backstage just to make sure that we're kind of in gro- you know, uh, grooving together. We, you know, our, our guitar and ukulele is in tune, and my singing voice is nice and ready. Awesome. That's a serious sound. <laughs> For me, I don't do really any kind of vocal warm-up because I normally don't sing at my <laughs> shows. So f- for Kalei, what kind of like finger warm-ups oh, do you kind of do? Finger, yeah, so not necessarily singing, but what kind of finger warm-ups do you use? So like, I just like to stretch my hands out a little bit. Um, kind of like what you'd normally do um, as like you know warm-ups and stretches for your fingers like like this, but not like too much because like, I noticed that when you, when you stretch your hands a little t- too hard, it yeah. ends up like being kind of more difficult to hold certain types mm. of chords if you overstretch mm. that's the one thing i noticed for me but like that could just be me but um i like to do like chord warm-ups i'll, I'll choose like I'll, I'll do stuff like um like little caterpillar pillar walk-ups like depending on like you know moving my fingers yeah just doing like minor seven to diminish and going back down mm. stuff like that helps me um i'll even practice scales yeah. like i'll just because like when you play a different um, positions within the fretboard it feels different you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so uh, all these little things can make a big difference and you know just warm-ups i actually do more warm-ups than I actually practice songs <laughs> you oh. know just to get like the blood flowing yeah. <clears throat> well um so going back to you talking about um minor seven and diminished warm-ups so what he's talking about the caterpillar he's doing this minor seven chord and then he's going to go up to the diminished and then another minor seven then diminished that is the minor seven yeah. caterpillar warm-up, just so that people know. I've been doing something a little bit unique in, in my warm-ups. Uh, 
I've I've taken um, I've taken a liking to uh, playing cards, and I've been kind of like shuffling playing cards. Are you showing me how I uh, how I warm up my hands? <laughs> and Clay's watching me like shuffle cards, and it's like, okay, now I have to hold it with this, with this pinky finger, all distorted like this. It's actually mo- making my fingers move in all the uh, weird and different ways that I never thought I could I could move my fingers. So it's been kind of working out a lot, like. Pretty pretty good for me to, to be doing some uh, card warm-ups. And it's super cool too. It's like yeah, you're showing me some oh, yeah. some like your favorite like Magic what do you call it like cardistry? Yeah, cardistry. Yeah, like, cardistry is just the um, it's like artistry in cards. So it's like um, bending the cards or shuffling the cards in a way that is very um, aesthetically pleasing. You know, people would say. So that's that cardistry. I've, yes. So you mentioned uk- ukulele. Acquisition syndrome. <laughs> yeah, what what is your desert island ukulele? Ooh, you got to pick one. That's a good question. That's a good question. My sponsors are gonna hate now <laughs> if I say anything other than Kanilea ukulele. So I'm gonna go ahead and just say Kanilea ukulele. How could you pick one Kanilea? <laughs> like Kanilea in general, right? No. Um. Actually, I really like this one. This is a because it's. It's not too fancy schmancy if I was in a desert island. I'm not going to give up hope of being rescued. <laughs> so, like, uh, you know what I mean? If, if I was in a desert island, I had this. Because if I had a nicer ukulele, the, you know, it, that's, that's the UAS in me. It's like, oh, it's not the right humidity in desert islands. It's not the right, you know, like, it, it might get wet. It might get rained on. What if I get rescued? My favorite ukulele is going to be ruined, right? So this is my favorite ukulele that is not super-duper fancy. So it actually, honestly... I would bring this exact ukulele with me to a desert island. It's not trying to be anything too fancy. It's it just does the job. By you, sir. Jeez, how do I top that? Um, let's see. I have a um, a Kamaka HF3 at mm-hmm. home that I've had for a while, and it was one of the ukuleles that didn't pass inspection. Mm-hmm. And so there's a little flaw in the finish. So um, <clears throat> I was looking for something that. I could take anywhere to the beach or mm-hmm. and not have to worry about like taking like one of my custom ukes with me. Mm-hmm. And so that one right there would just fit perfect. Mm-hmm. It's not flashy. It sounds good. It plays mm-hmm. good. And it's, and it's not because like I've been playing Kamaka for a while. It just need, it's like what I needed it for. And it served that purpose up until now. And so, you know, it's not about like the fanciest instrument <laughs> yeah. that you would be stranding on an island that you should take. It'd be yeah. more of like, you know what? What is something you would actually take there if you could get back home? You know, <laughs> desert island movies. Top three, go. Ooh, <laughs> I don't know. Wilson, Cast walk away. to remember. <laughs> A walk to remember. <laughs> Wilson. Cast away. <laughs> okay. Um. So, Asterix. He is a Kamaka artist. Notice the notice the answer there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never, I never I said. I love it. Kamaka. I love Kanye. No, no, you're not. Are you still a Kamaka artist, by the way? I've actually never been sponsored at all by anybody. Ooh, so I'm juicy. allowed to play whatever I want. Juicy. This is not a Kamaka, as you can see. Oh, so snap. Um, yeah, this is probably going to be a, Rainbow a big mess in the forums after this. <laughs> <laughs> what is? Uh, uh, can, can you talk about this particular ukulele right here? Uh, this ukulele is a. A, um, a brand that we I, I kind of helped introduce about two years ago through the ukulele site. Um, this is uh, made by our friends in Taiwan, Anui Nui, yeah. and they've been making ukulele since about 2008. Mm-hmm. And so up until you know, maybe about five or six years ago, they really got into like the, the higher-end ukulele market, came up with a design that sounds great, and um, I almost feel like they're like, this is like one of the few instruments out there that I would purchase and not care that it's actually made in China. So quality is really good. Go to UPT tuners, Moon Spruce. Clay, um, you know, what are you, what are you saying? Mike is made in China. I love oh! Mike. Oh. <laughs> Only half. <laughs> where were you finished? So you were started in China. <laughs> you started making you there. And where were you made assembled? He was made in China, assembled in Hawaii. <laughs> It's yeah. like uh, Apple Imagine in San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anybody? At, yeah, go ahead. You got to speak to the microphone so that. Yeah, yeah I can. I, I'm just going to crawl around. Like, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. So, well, 
Yeah, you can go from oh. there. So, oh, so what's your name? Where you're from? Or? Oh, my name is Rob. I'm from the other side of the world in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. And I want to know the severity of your US, UAS and, you know, maybe a range of the severities in, in the audience here <laughs> would be interesting to know. <laughs> so what is the severity of your UAS? Like how many ukes do you have? You know, it's, like, it's a nice way of asking. <laughs> how many ukes do you have? I, well, after 20 years of playing, I've been pretty good at controlling myself and saying no mm. to, you know, a new ukulele every month. So <laughs> I tend to get one, a new one every year and a half. Okay, so 20 at least? Uh, so uh, I, I have about like 13. 13 ukuleles? That's not yeah. that bad. Actually. It's actually, yeah. yeah. Hey, I've been, I've been some a people good boy. over here are like, really? That's it? You're yeah, calling it a syndrome? <laughs> when you go to 14, it's like, mm, that's becoming a problem. <laughs> Tone it down. Wait a year and a half, Kai. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And he works at a music store too. Yeah, that, that's, that's even not worse. Because like we get all these instruments that come in, and then like we're, we're doing demos and sound samples, and these are both supposed to be available for anybody to purchase. And then we're just like, oh, I kind of want. I go, I go, this. I go on the back end, and then cut a water, take it out of stock, just so I can play <laughs> yeah. it, and then put it back in. You know, but you know. I, I get in trouble if I do that. But. So you, you you talk about working at a um, at a music store. So talk t- tell us about the music store you work at. So I've, I work at the ukulele site, which is one of the largest um, online ukulele yeah, stores. Flex that muscle, man! Uh, tell them, <laughs> tell them with the best. <laughs> flex that muscle. But it, it's a group. It's working with them is is, yeah. is a lot of fun because um, the owner is Andrew Kitakis. His family started up um, Ko'olau ukuleles, so he's grown up around these instruments. Know how to knows how to build them. He worked in finishing for a lot of a bunch of years before he started to open up his company. He started with Hawaii Music Supply, which is a, a normal music store that carried guitars, mm-hmm. you know, uh, keyboards and drums and effect pedals, and then decided to move on to just selling ukuleles and since then um you know we've we've been lucky with the amount of support from our customers Mm. and the community there's just been really gracious so you know we tried to provide them with the best instrument that may be the best for them and try to make sure everything's all functioning correctly no buzzes you know Mm. we we do a full setup on them so it's it's great isn't that when you like oh i really oh look at this Look at this tiny little mark. We can't sell this ukulele. No. I, I guess yeah. I'll just have to take it home. You know, <laughs> like be, be, here's like some behind the scenes stuff that like oh, we. Give us a dirt. Give us a dirt. Come on. Give us a dirt. Oh. No matter What's what... Andrew really like. <laughs> <laughs> Undercover boss like right now. I'm just joking. <laughs> just joking. Maybe. Yeah. Don't worry. We turned off the cameras. It's cool. Uh, it's safe. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. <laughs> oh look, the cameras are on. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Um, so one of the things that like, I've come to realize over the years is that I, no matter what instrument you buy, no matter what brand or where it's made, there's always something that could be done to improve that instrument before it gets shipped out, before you pick it up and play it. And everything down to like little details, like cosmetic flaws that we find, mm-hmm. we actually fix. So we're actually like the ones that's trying to um, actually keep the reputation of like, all these companies, mm-hmm. you know, very high. Yeah. So we're kind of like the last resort or last stop for quality Line control. Line of defense. <laughs> like we got one of yeah. our guys, our setup guys used to work for Taylor, PRS. Mm-hmm. He can restore wow. instruments. And so he's so picky that he finds like a little speck of dust just under the finish. And I, I can't even see it, but it's like smaller than a, a, a pin needle. And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, see that right there? I got to go like somehow mm-hmm. like take that out or cover it up. And, and He'll work on it for an hour if he needs to. See, that's why you gotta flex your mind. You gotta tell people that. Like Mike, do you guys do that at your store? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so see, Mike is straight up. Yeah. And I feel like when you were like telling people about stuff, you're like, oh, we try to do this, try to do that. You gotta flex it. Be like, we do this, and we do that. Oh, we need to try. Just let them know you guys are the best. <laughs> now, I mean, honestly, like. Um, they, you guys have been around for a long time, right? About ten years. Yeah. yeah. So in, in in ten years, honestly, like I've in in Hawaii, I believe that you guys are the best place to get an ukulele. You guys keep um, the models that you guys believe in. You know, like you guys only carry stuff that you you believe is good quality 
good sounding instruments so that's that's a really good reputation and uh, like you just mentioned you guys make sure that the integrity of each instrument is uh, is not you know, not compensated you know with like yeah. a, a blemish here or there like you make sure that it doesn't matter if that. it's like uh, a kala ukulele or entry level yeah. to up to like a chuck more twenty thousand dollar you right, like right, right. everything gets the same treatment yeah so yeah, that's cool so it's right like... on man right on <laughs> so um any other questions so 13 for him I believe I'm on thirty something. Thirty something kilometers. Yeah, I've no wonder you had to move into a bigger house. <laughs> At fourteen, maybe just Kanye ukulele. Yeah. Did you see Craig's like shirt? It says like single is just like the picture of a guy, and then like relationship. There's like him and his uke, and there's like two ukes on the side of each side. It says it's complicated. <laughs> Twenty thousand dollar ukulele. Yeah, so uh, it plays, tell us it about the plays 20, itself. No, no, oh, yeah, no. does your taxes? No, <laughs> it's no, a it's smart like, uke. What What are the reasons why like um, Chuck is like the guy that everyone wants to get a uke from? Is because he does everything himself. Every little inlay, every single detail is done by one guy. If you go to like a lot of like these other well-known companies, they'll actually hire someone who specializes in inlay, like Pearlworks. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure like Kanilea, Koloha, Kamaka, they all use Pearlworks because like they're you know they're, they're face it, they're they're like the best at like abalone inlays for these major companies. I was, I was just at Koloha the other day. They have an inlay guy sitting right there. Oh yes, yeah. that's even yeah. better. Yeah, he yeah. specializes in that. Oh just, good, good. That's good. They're doing all their in-house um, like inlays. But like with Chuck, like he does so much detail, and that's when like from like a well-built instrument be- also becomes like a piece of art. So mm-hmm. you can consider him like the Picasso of the ukulele world. That's why his instruments are so valuable. The amount of time he puts in it, and we did not like know that he would be so famous at, at, like up to this point because we don't, didn't know how much we should sell his ukes for. So we put it up for auction. And then we just some oh you know someone you know what would be the minimum yeah. that you would sell this for and and then the the customers decide how much yeah they it is it is worth just, as much <laughs> as someone will be willing to pay yeah. for it so if it goes up that much then that means yeah, that's it's, what it's that's worth. why you put it on an auction yeah. You know? yeah and I mean Chuck is awesome like he's uh, he's been an ukulele underground member like since day one I believe so he's been like perusing our forums. Uh, from the early days and he's uh, he hangs out in the luthier lounge of ukulele underground and he, he's a super nice guy not only does he make really amazing instruments but he helps other people make amazing instruments there's a lot of um uh starting luthiers or beginner luthiers that are there and they're asking people for advice and we got um guys like pete howlett um yeah. you know uncle joe used to uh kind of you know be, be at, uh, on, on ukulele underground and also chuck moore and a bunch of others and they're just kind of sharing um, their knowledge of building instruments and uh, and what's kind of worked for them. So not only is he a cool dude, like you know, who makes uh, ukulas, he's also a cool dude to just get all this knowledge from. Yeah, yeah, yeah nice guy. He's, he's awesome. Yeah, him and his wife are, are great to hang out with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next question. Do we have questions from the chat? By the way, uh, somebody asks if they can see you flourish. Well, I don't have cards. cards right cards. now, but I mean... Do you have cards? Uh, I have cards, but it's in the room. Oh, well. Imagine. You have to, I will do some flourish, but it'll be after the show, so you have to have come to the retreat. Sorry. <laughs> it's just one of those things that it's retreat only. <laughs> I've... No. Retreat only. <laughs> you, besides ukulele acquisition syndrome, you mm. also have card acquisition syndrome. I do have CAS. Yes. I... <laughs> I've only been collecting cards for a year, uh, a little over a couple months over a year, and I believe I have over about like 150 decks of cards. <laughs> and they're not, I mean, a lot of them are the same because like, uh, usually people buy cards in what's called bricks, which is a, like, you know, a box of 12 cards. <laughs> but it's just as addictive as a it brick. Is, of... It's just addictive as addictive. Uh, as as buying ukuleles, all right. So, uh, anybody have any other questions? Raise your hand and go up to the to the microphone. Anything else you guys want to ask? <laughs> our our uh, next our next guests are coming up. So here at the retreat, we have a bunch of guests coming in today. We have uh, Kupa Oa, and we also have yeah. um, 
Kumuamaka that is coming in and um and, and showing us some stuff. So this ukulele you talked about, it's called Anue Nue. Yep. Or rainbow. 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 So that's your Hawaiian word for the day. Anue Nue means rainbow. So if you go if you're out, out on Kauai or out somewhere and see a rainbow, tell your friend, like, hey, that's an Anue Nue. Yeah. And people are like, Wow, where'd you learn that? Dream Guerrero. There it is. So that's why the uh, the headstock is a guy going like this with the. Uh, so it's yeah. kind of like Hawaiian hieroglyphics, but with the yeah, uh, the rain. Cool. It's like yeah. a little modern twist on it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any other questions? Do you have a question from the chat again? Uh, not okay. So adding on to the vocal warm up, uh, Renee asks: Is there a comparable voice exercise to the warm or inside outside? So just like some kind of stretching or something that you feel like your vocals are being warmed up. I mean, I'm going to stick with my original answer. Like it, the more I talk, the more it kind of stretches it. The more you just kind of use anything. Like, you know, if, uh, if you're, um, you know, if you're going to do cards or whatever, you just kind of like stretch your card, you stretch your hands out. It'll help you kind of do that. If you're about to run, if you just kind of like, you know, stretch out your, uh, stretch out your legs, it's, it's basically going to do that. So talking, same thing. Um, if, if I really, you know, because I'm not a trained singer, so this is a question kind of more to like trained professional singers and stuff. I'm like a bar singer that just like if, uh, if whenever I'm like you know what my I clock in, I go and sing, and then I clock out and I'm done. You know, that's kind of like how how it works. So I consider anything that I that I do with my vocal cords or just my throat in general to be part of the that warm up. Yeah. Yeah. Questions from the house, from the house. Anything. Don't be, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. State your name, where you're from, and your question. There we go. Hi, I'm Yvonne from Houston, and we heard from Calais that the baseball career cut short, and so now you play the uke. Um, Aldrin, if ukulele wasn't part of your life, what would you be doing? Ooh. <laughs> That's a good question. What would I be doing? Um, I like video games a lot. I would probably be like a Twitch streamer, you know, like you hear about those kids like who play video games on YouTube and whatever. Honestly, that probably, that's, that's still not far off. If this whole ukulele thing doesn't work, you're probably going to find me on Twitch streaming. Like that's, that's what I'm going to do. Now, um, other than, other than video games, I, um, what else are my other paths? I like... Um, greeting people, so maybe working at Walmart was like a was like a thing that I might be I might be doing, and that's like actually not a joke. If uh if I get to a place where I'm like financially secure, my dream job would be greeter at Walmart, and I tell everyone this just because like I just get to say hi to people like every day, meet new people and stuff. Regardless of like, Ugh, yeah, don't say hi to me, you know. Like I I'd still be stoked to do it. I think something as mundane as that, and I don't gotta stress out about anything. I don't got to, you know, think about like, oh, man, how's my business doing or uh, how many whatever is whatever, you know? I just got to think about, okay, how am I going to say hi today? I'm, am I going to go in, hi, or am I going to go in, hi? Ah. That's like my only <laughs> worry in life. I think that's, <laughs> that's my dream job. <laughs> my dream job is to think about how to say hi to people. But if, you know, going back to the question, I think Twitch streamer, I mean, or something with, something with YouTube or make, uh, I like um, making jokes and stuff, so maybe I'll try my hand at like you know, um, maybe not so much stand-up comedy, but like doing some like comedic uh, videos. I like doing sketches, you know, like I, I like watching SNL. I, I would love to do something like that with people. I'm, I don't know, anything that just kind of uh, that involves um, being myself, <laughs> you know, like this at Ukulele on the ground. It kind of allowed me to be myself in front of people and just kind of like. Um, enjoy my career doing what I already do. How about you, Clay? Other than baseball, what would you do if Ukulele wasn't in your life? I think I would probably like to get paid to eat food. Oh. Uh, like travel the world there's like mukbang action <laughs> there's no like Mark Waynes and like oh yeah Mark uh, Waynes yeah, Mike, Mike Chen mm-hmm. you know Mikey Chen like the I think that's a bomb job like yeah. You get sponsored Why to don't you fly do that now? And, like, all around the world. <laughs> you go all then, around the world. You should just film yourself <laughs> doing it. You yeah. can do both jobs. But after performing, you're so hungry, you don't want to have to wait and get the shot. That's you just true. want to stuff your face, right? Like, last night after your game, we're just like, oh. oh yeah. <laughs> you know? But yeah. I think that would be cool. Like, just How's that try. burger last night? 
That burger was mean. And yeah. um, you had the seared ahi. And that was, Oasis that was... on the Beach yes. in Kapa'a in Waipoli Beach Resort. If you guys are ever down in town, that place got the best burger in the world. My favorite uh, restaurant on Kauai. <laughs> <laughs> Kalei said it. It must be true. It is. It's true. It's true. Would you like to sponsor my next album? How, no, how I'm about just kidding. you? Kahai, what, what, would, what would you be doing if Ukulele wasn't in your life, Kahai? What would. I, I was going to say, if you're a Walmart greeter, I'm not going to shop at Walmart anymore. <laughs> <laughs> or like, I'm going to be like, ah, oh, Aldrin is at the front door. I'm going to go in through the, the garden aisle or whatever, right? Go in the back. <laughs> I always picture myself, you know those guys who do like direct traffic? And they're like doing karate moves or like, or dancing or whatever, directing traffic. I would be the greeter who like dances and like, hi, what's up? These are the carts on the side. Like, you know, I'd be doing something like that. Still music, I guess. I feel like we have to go to Walmart, Walmart and see if they will give you a job as a greeter. <laughs> like, you have to try and audition for it. Undercover boss, but then like not boss. Undercover employee. Yeah. <laughs> see if I can infiltrate Walmart as, as a greeter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anybody else have any other questions? Raise your hand. Anything. Anything. That was a great question. That was awesome. I loved it. Anything? Anything you guys want to know about Clay? His uh, his hobbies, his, <laughs> his no. likes, dislikes. His like. So, can I ask you a question? Sure. Yes. All right. You've been to a bunch of different places. Where is your favorite place that you've been to, and why? Ooh. <clears throat> I don't have a oh, favorite. I'll dream Guerrero. I'm from Kua, the island of Kauai. My question is uh, to Kalei. <laughs> uh, where is your favorite place and why? Oh, that's that's a good question. I think like out of all the places I've been to, there's like three places that really stand out to me. Uh, the first one was like the first foreign country I ever visited was Japan. Um, it's great over there. Um, you know, just like the people are so hospitable, very nice. Like the food there is great. I love the culture. Um, it really was I think like if any of us like within the US are looking to go visit a foreign country that would be like a a, a good number one like good first time for, for anybody um, you'll get a good experience there and I got to make a lot of friends in there so that's like one of like my top three um, then there's um, there's also Thailand which is like the first place we got to tour together it was awesome and I ended up making so much friends over there that it's almost like i have like extended ohana you know in there in the thailand from Lilo and stitch i know what you're saying yeah ohana yeah. means family <laughs> and, and nobody gets left behind or forget forgotten yeah. yeah but you know that's where we met um, asada yeah. from ribby boutique or ribby ukulele and we got to experience like the huge ukulele movement in thailand and performed in this huge remember how big that stage was with yeah. the the it screen, was, was like crazy. you look, you see your face, and it's like it's like ten feet big and yeah. like twenty feet wide. It's just like whoa. <laughs> I, I mean, growing up in Asia and in, in the Philippines and stuff, like we, I watch a lot of variety shows, so they like uh, they have a lot of those things with like the big screens in the back. So it was kind of trippy to be, you know, in, yeah. on a stage with a big screen in the back. And, and I, I believe when I was on Thailand, I was I went up on stage and I looked back and I went on the microphone like that's me in the, in the back, <laughs> and then. You also like yeah. said, like, is there any ukulele underground members here? And just like everyone's hands were up. Oh, that was cool. Was that was really cool. that was yeah. and that was back in 2011 yeah, too. Yeah. That was that was fun. And so yeah, like so that's number two. Then the third one would be um, Taiwan. Actually, I thought you were gonna say Kauai, but that's cool. No, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> hey, Hawaii's my home. <laughs> no, Kauai. Of course, there's like one Hawaii. This per- Kauai. This poipu in general. <laughs> no, so Taiwan. Yeah, Taiwan is great because like it's. I love Chinese food too, and they have their own um, way of doing things. And because they're, you know, they they were once part of China, and they kind of still are, but kind of ain't at the same time. But like, um, <laughs> um, I'm not gonna go there. So politics, no, no, no politic yeah, questions. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, but <laughs> but it's great because like, I got to meet you know like Johnson them from Anui Nui, and. Um, I like I like the culture there. It's really interesting. Um, I just eat everything I can. Like anybody, yeah. just like you want a piece of like raw cabbage? Here you go. You know, it's like <laughs> <laughs> everything's fresh. Right. So here I'm we're going like, back to like my food tours. So if I ever do start a company, <laughs> have you just like kind of taken a rubber bat and like, hey, here, Kalei, check it out? And, like, and they're like on the side, like, oh my god, he's eating it. <laughs> you really give him anything, okay. and he'll eat it. 
But yeah, that was great. We had like the ukulele all star concert. Oh yeah, that was there. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was me, you, um, Kias. It was Kias. We had um, Taimani. Taim- was Taimani Garda there? Yeah, he yeah, was nice. And uh, was was that the same one with um, what is his name? I know his uh, his YouTube is JWC Free, but uh, Sungha was Sungha. Sungha. I know he was part of the Ukulele All Stars, but was that the Korea leg? I think that might have been the Korea leg. Ah, but he was definitely on stage with, or we did something with him in Thailand. You know what, Kalei? I've I've been in so I many stages, so. I can't remember all. <laughs> no! <laughs> you Apparently, he's you still on one. <laughs> this is coming from the guy who wants to be a Walmart greeter. You wouldn't what? understand, Kalei, if you've been in as many stages as I have. <laughs> See, this is the only guy I can joke around that way with. Because if I said that to anybody else, it'd be like, oh, Jane's kind of, you know, kind of full of himself. But because he's been in like twice as many stages as I've been. No, 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 no. A stage is a stage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so Japan, Thailand, Taiwan. Yeah. Nice, man. Nice. Um, of all the festivals that you've been to because you've done festivals as well and you've done like little whatever you know um, stuff like ukulele all-stars shows and whatnot can you tell us the difference between all the festivals all around the world because they're going to be different right? yes the Italy festival that you went to I'm sure is different so is the uh, uh, Japanese festival the ukulele picnic in Japan is probably different and uh, Thailand ukulele festival Taiwan so on and so forth now, can you let us know you know, um, as far as the ukulele audience, how they, you know, yeah. uh, how they receive the music and just kind of what, what, what's the difference? Yeah, sure. So it's like one of the biggest differences with the, each festival um, around the world mm-hmm. is, is for one, like the age group mm-hmm. and um, also the type of music that they're, they're playing. Mm-hmm. So those are like the biggest difference. Like um, one thing I noticed about like a lot of places in Asia, because places like China, Taiwan and Thailand, the ukulele is still fairly new there. So when an instrument is new, usually how the trend starts is you see a lot of a lot of kids, you know, running around with ukuleles. It becomes popular in like the universities and the high schools, and then um, a lot of um, <clears throat> musicians start picking it up, and they're kind of like, you know, they're not really young; they're, they're like middle-aged people like us, and like, um, you know, and the type of music that they, they start off with is usually like what makes the biggest difference. Like in Hawaii, we start off playing a lot of Hawaiian, you know, traditional Hawaiian songs, you know, like D7, G7C, and then kind of learn a few other songs after that with the same three chords. And then um, you can break out from there. And then um, even like within the States, you know, like there's like all those good, cl- those amazing, like iconic classic songs that we, all of us grew up listening to being played on the radio. So it kind of depends on like what type of music have, is influenced like that type of generation of ukulele players. Because when you go to like places like China, the way they approach the instrument is so different because they, a lot of times they start off classical music in in ukulele and so they come from a very like they they approach the instrument as serious as possible straight from the beginning which is good and bad at the same time because the ukulele should be fun it shouldn't be always so serious um but like with the festivals and stuff like that i do notice that a lot of festivals outside of the u.s are two-day events um and not just like with workshops but like two days worth of just performances all day like the ukulele picnic in japan uh it's it's massive like you got like ten thousand people that show up for for that and sometimes even more the thailand festival was massive just because like they went all out for the first festival with i mean fog machines like lightings and every it was crazy and then even My like first the, laser show. Yeah, yeah, me too i was just like whoa and it's just crazy. like me on stage and like the stage is like bigger than this robe and you're just like wow do i like taimani is the only one that like used up the whole stage <laughs> Taimani was in the second one yeah, she was yeah, yeah. The one. that was fun so uh, the original um hawaii trio was myself kale and uh this guy named abe lagrimas Who, who's that throwing some shade on, on Abe Lagrimas if there's one person who's been in more stages than oh, all yeah. three of us uh, talk, both of like us times five <laughs> and more famous he's he just yeah. recently played at like the Disney stage in like LA I, or whatever all kinds of stuff he's he's done he's, Carnegie Hall yeah. 
I, oh like, gosh. Carnegie Hall, that guy has done. I, I heard, though, that he's giving up ukulele and he's going straight to automaton. Oh, also. yeah, yeah, That's Only. rumor mill. Rumor mill is automaton Whoa. time. That's yeah. fun. I heard he once wrestled a bear and and won. <laughs> yeah, wow. I heard, that's just what I heard. So what was heard. it like a small teddy bear? Or I mean, I, like a... I think it was at a fun factory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the giant bear ball. had no chance. <laughs> Um, Yeah, so Abe Legrim is very amazing jazz musician. I'm not even going to say jazz ukulele player, just jazz musician in general. Because he anything he touches, he can make music with. Yeah, you know, like I mean, honestly, you give him like a pair of spoons, he's going to do jazz spoons. You know, it's not just going to be spoons; it's going to be jazz spoons. Jazz spoons. Yeah, or jazz (laughs) coffee, whatever. Anything that you know, anything that you give him, he jazzes it up. So. You know, one of these days, maybe these people can uh, can see Abe Lagrimas and yeah, that would be great see firsthand how amazing this guy is. And like the three of us haven't like really talked or hung oh, out in a long yeah. time, so that would be awesome. We <laughs> we talked shortly. Uh, was that last year or two years ago? Two years yeah, ago. Two years ago. Yeah. Uh, during the Kanilea um, Olaka Aina concert, so just the three of us were like, you know, what we got to do. We gotta get together. We gotta do Thailand one more time. <laughs> Not even for a festival. We just go. Just, just go. We just show up at uh, Asada's house one day. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, just show up at his mansion and then like yeah, Asada, pad time, stat. <laughs> <laughs> now, me hungry. <laughs> pad time. Concert later. <laughs> <laughs> but remember when we were like stat- we we're just like we were talking about like seeing each other two years ago mm. like basically um like there was a lot of people that wanted to talk story with us but it was just the three of us just plugging up the walkway just talking started <laughs> joking around the whole time at the uh, the Kanilea anniversary concert yeah. it was, <laughs> it was nice, funny man. i mean like uh that was my first international i mean i know you did you did japan before thailand and stuff but that was actually my my first international um uh trip and it was it was insane because mm-hmm. i i didn't even have a passport <laughs> like you know before uh before that festival and just kind of getting it and i'm like i'm going by myself i didn't even go with aaron i just went by myself yeah you know what i mean yeah. i was just like and i remember specifically um i was i had a layover on oahu and it was for like three, four hours. We were there like late at night or something, right? And um, I was wandering around. I'm like, I have like four hours to kill. And I'm like in the in the airport like one, two in the morning or something. My flight isn't till like three, four or whatever. Oh. Um, I remember seeing you guys just hanging out at like a Starbucks. And I'm like, I think that's one of the guys. I didn't really know you that well. <laughs> yeah. I think we met once. That'd and I'm it. like, I think believe that's a guy with an ukulele he might be flying to japan with me <laughs> so i i went and i sat down with you guys and the rest is history yeah that's yeah. that was fun remember i that? remember like yeah. um you had your pokemon badge pins oh on your, why, why we gotta go there because i was like i looked at it i was like dude i know what that is like i know what it is like that's so cool like the little kid just came out of me <laughs> uh, i was just like i got excited uh, from pokemon badges uh, yeah and, i mean yeah, you know i'm like I'm like 20, I want to be the very best. I'm like 23, 24 years old, excited about Pokemon. <laughs> if Walmart Greeter doesn't work out, Pokemon Master is still. Oh, there you, know, you go. Yeah, uh, what, what color are you? Are you rooting for? Are you? Do you still play Gold Pokemon Gold? Uh, I mean, I play all the colors. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Recently, I've been playing Pokemon Sword, but that's okay. neither here nor there. Yeah, right on. Sweet. <laughs> Add me on um, to Nintendo Switch. My FC will be on the. In description below. Cool. Right on. <laughs> Friend code. <laughs> <laughs> but um so yeah, there's that's that's interesting because um, you know, kind of knowing uh what people kind of start out with in the different areas, I never even thought of that. You know, like and that kind of uh builds what kind of festival you're gonna have. Because yeah. in um in in Europe they do a lot of George Formy stuff, and they, they do. You know, they start yeah. out with that, and you see it a lot. They're very Tin Pan Alley kind of stuff. You see a lot of badges. A lot of Tin Pan Alley. Yeah, you a see lot a lot of badges. Oh, I thought you said a lot of badges. Are like a lot of Pokemon badges? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are we still talking about Pokemon? <laughs> but um, yeah, it's 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 also a banjos exactly because they want that kind of nineteen yeah. twenties like Tin Pan Alley kind of kind of style. And I I didn't even you know think that like that's just kind of what they grew up with mm-hmm. from like uh, when they're starting ukulele that's cool man because 
it's so foreign to me. Have you tried doing those some of those Tin Pan Alley strums? It's like backwards. No, it's like it's it. Yeah. it looks easy, but it ain't. It it's not. Is. It's, it's like, like it's we're hard. taught to like kind of do triplets a certain way, and they do it the opposite of us. <laughs> yeah, try, try do it. I, I mean, you're gonna try put me it. in the spot, so. So, because we do the the triplet, with an you know with the up up down. Mm-hmm. But they do is like a down down, <laughs> like two down. <laughs> so. And I'm sure that's wrong. <laughs> like that, they're no, gonna be like, I'm, I'm, no, that's not how you do it. I'm trying to like figure it out too. It's like. Yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's tough. <laughs> <laughs> See, even the great Kale got me out. If you want to ask, uh, if you want to stump a ukulele master from Hawaii, it's like, hey, do the Tim Patton Alley strum. <laughs> oh, yeah. how dare you! <laughs> My my only weakness. <laughs> they didn't they didn't teach us that in Kyle Crater Boy School. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Troy Fernandez, how come you never did any Tin Pad Alley in your CDs? I'd have been well well off in life, you know, if you did so. Is that is that Pure Heart One O Two? I don't remember that at One O One. Speaking of Pure Heart, dude, you are like Pure Heart now. Huh? You are like. No. I mean, you're Iron Mango, but hot damn, <laughs> you are like the Jake of the new Pure Heart. You're the new Jake, like uh, new Coke. Everyone loves new Coke, <laughs> right? No, uh, <laughs> you. Um, so you're you're playing in a band right now, right? Yes. Uh, you're in a band called Iron Mango. Iron and, Mango. Uh, tell us about Iron Mango. So over the years, you know how you after like from playing and gigging, you end up ma- making a lot of friends with other musicians. And it was just coincidence that like one time I I met John Yamasato during um Who is John high- Yamasato? So John Yamasato is one of the founders or if not the founder of High Sessions, which is a very very popular um YouTube um channel and yes. they features Hawaiian musicians. They feature yeah. Hawaiian music uh, musicians and also they ended up extending to mm-hmm. international yeah. artists as well, but like that's kind of like one of the ven- uh, venues that actually helped get my music out there, um, and that was like great. I mean, like I, I'm super thankful to be featured, and you know, Aldrin was was featured as well. And but we ended up starting to do gigs together. It started off with just me and John, and, you know, performing. He did vocals and guitar. I played ukulele. He was from a a very popular band back in the day called pure heart which influenced our playing a lot who is pure heart so pure (laughs) heart let's let's go with that pure heart was the band that jake shimapukuro was in before his he started his solo career and so that's where all these songs like body surfing you know uh, tokata how can i get over you know all these now they call it ukulele standards so like usually at some point in most people's um, ukulele playing you know career or learning experience they want to end up eventually trying out yeah. one of those songs and it's been it's been great and then all of a sudden we started getting more gigs and then one gig we ended up calling Lopaka Cologne which is the percussionist for the group Pure Heart as well <laughs> and then basically it was like we had this trio and I we we're just playing all Pure Heart songs <laughs> and I learned all the songs be- before I even met these guys and I was totally like fangirly about like <laughs> everything that we were playing you know like how can I get over like all the hit songs like bring me your cup and I was just like oh my god this is a dream come true yeah. can, can I make a request can you call in sick for one of your gigs and call me? I mean, All right, can sounds I, good. Can I? Sounds good. I will be Steel Mango. <laughs> that's Steel Mag- Magnolia. <laughs> that's Titanium like when, when they changed the formula to Coke and people were like, ew, this is gross. <laughs> Bring back original Coke. What's going on? I have the new Coke. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's Pepsi now. Bring, Bring back Coke. original Iron Mango. What's going on? Ooh. It's got iron strawberries. <laughs> This this tastes like rust. What is going on? Yeah, if you could just call in sick for one gig, that would be awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, man! Like anytime. 
<laughs> and I got this guy who, who knows all the Pure Heart songs. <laughs> no, for no. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, we recently got uh, Richard Gideon uh, about, like, two or three years ago. He's from a group called Manolo. Mm-hmm. And they're very famous uh, around the islands. They play a lot of Hawaiian music. And they've toured all around Japan. So he was kind of like the missing link in our band because we wanted to give it a totally different sound. So we're missing something new. So he bass? brought bass <laughs> and, and, and more vocals oh, to nice, it. Oh, nice, nice. So that's what kind of like shaped the, the sound that we have. And the fact that we've been just trying to do things slightly different. But man, every time we play those Pure Heart songs, it's just like, yes. Yeah, right? Yeah. Right? Like I've heard it I'm, so many I'm times, I can right play. You know, <laughs> like I think I can play most of it. You know, miss a few notes here and there, but it's right it's on. it's like yeah, it's like my dream band. That is cool, man. Congratulations. You guys doing an album soon? We Wado. Actually, yeah. we've been talking about it for the past two years, but it's just like getting everyone's schedules because like the rest of the guys they're all married and have families and they you know have their their day jobs, so it's just a matter of like get everyone together. Mm-hmm. But uh, we will be playing um, a gig at the Blue Note pretty soon on the day after the ukulele picnic. Nice, yeah, and just so shout them out. People, yeah, Blue Note. What's what's the date? The Blue Note is actually going to be um, the Monday go. after. Make sure you check the, it. Um, like John Yamasato gets mad at you, he's like, no, it's this day. <laughs> It's so I, I actually have it here. So it's actually going to be a February 17th. 17th. So there's two shows. There's one show at 6.30 and one show at 9 p.m. So yeah, come check you us out. call in sick on the second one? <laughs> on the second one? Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> like, they set. don't know. They're probably not, never going to see this podcast. So, you know, yeah. Like, Filipino guy yeah. like covering for another like, Filipino guy. No one would yeah. even know the difference. Like, like, we're about the same height, anyways. Like you see our feet, we're not touching I, the ground. I'm pretty like, sure you have a few more pounds of muscle than I do. Kalei is gonna be at home with his Pokemon. Oh, John, I'm so. Uh, I got. Oh wait, I gotta catch one more. I mean, I'm so sick. Uh, and then in yeah. the back, oh, you just hear her like. <laughs> no, it's gonna be like. It's like, oh, where's Kalei? And then I come in with my Pokemon badges. It's like, Filipino guy likes Pokemon. Yeah, that's Kalei. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you still have those too? I, I don't, I maybe. Oh, dude. I mean, yes, but yeah. I, you know, I want to pretend like, oh, I don't know. I've, uh, 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 so long ago. No, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, um, for Halloween, how yeah. kids wear like the muscles underneath the superhero shoes. Yeah, yeah. You have to put those on. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll be like, oh, yeah, 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 that seems about right. Like every night you're like polishing each one. Okay. Uh, we're, we're almost we're almost done here. We're going to wrap things up. But um, my last question to you, Kalei, if you have one, just one piece of advice to everyone starting to play ukulele, what would it be? Play ukulele because it's something you enjoy and because it's fun. Regardless of what level you're at, whether you played a, a an instrument before or if this is your first instrument it should always be fun so no matter what you're practicing whether if it's strumming and singing you want to get into instrumental um that's the main thing is just enjoying this instrument because when you're enjoying something you automatically subconsciously just push yourself to end up learning more and because you love it you end up learning quicker so Please continue to watch all of the Ukulele Underground videos. Um, ask them for help and guidance. They'll be more than willing to answer any of the questions that you guys have. I mean, for us, we just love it, and that's why we continue to do it. And it has nothing to do with like just being a performer or anything. It's just It was just an opportunity that we got because we just love to play the instrument. And one of the things that we found the best way to expand and grow the community of Ukulele players is by sharing our our knowledge with as much people as we can and whether if it's on stage or doing a retreat mm-hmm. you you can talk to someone on the phone and and share something that they might that might help them with their ukulele playing because this instrument is changing a lot of lives around the world and being able to personally go there and see it has been really eye-opening you know for for all of us here so thank you guys so much for supporting this wonderful instrument and we're looking forward to I look forward to trying to meet each and every one of you. So if any of you guys are watching overseas or see me like anywhere, please let let us know. Let me know like how we can help you um, grow as an ukulele player because your feedback matters um, a lot. So thank you guys. All right. So with that note, that's going to be it for Thursday Live Lesson, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Um, thank you, Kalei. How about a round of applause for Kalei Gummy? Yeah, thank you for guest. having me.
Thank you to all of uh, all of our retreat students or, or who are in the house right now. And I don't know if anyone is not here, but thank you to those as well. But um, they've really made this special because you know we yes. could no one could have came and we'd have just been talking here by ourselves, <laughs> you know. But so thank you guys so much for making this uh, possible. We appreciate each and every one of you folks. Uh, Kahai, what's what's your one advice? Uh, yeah, what Kalei said. <laughs> oh, right man. on. Ditto. How, how, how can you be perfection? Uh, you know, it's just so good. Ah, yeah. So thank you guys so much. Um, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you're listening, um, you know, to, to the podcast right now, if you're watching it, thank you guys so much for, uh, for taking some time out of your day. And uh, checking out Ukula on the Ground, but go to ukulaontheground.com if you guys want to learn, you know, a song or two or a technique or two and sign up for UU Plus to take your ukulele playing to the next level. Have a great one. Aloha.